Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. No matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away or in outer space, you'll always be Normies. It's F9, the fast saga, here on Normies Like Us. It was a long time, Dom. Who is he? Dom's brother. What? Nice clubhouse. It's freaking fast and furious. Get me there. Put me on a plane. Damn. They got a magnet plane? Badass. <laughs> impressive. I know. No. No, that's, that's not impressive. You heard it up top, normies. We are about to hit the Nas on this thing because we're talking family. We're cracking Coronas. We're saying grace. Because we're talking F9, the Fast Saga, with your hosts, Colin Toretto. Mike Toretto. And Jacob Toretto. Oh, traitor! Ooh, Jacob Toretto! real character. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> Jacob Toretto. I'm Mia. That's right. Obviously, I'm Mia. Mike is based oh, on Dom. My Mike, you yeah. do a good Vin. I love the deepness there. I'm going to need Better than mine, the yeah. Chronicles of Riddick franchise. <laughs> Thank you. I could have been Mia though, because I do have Mike, and I make a mean sandwich, and I like to cut the crust off, but only for guys <laughs> named Brian. And we'll Aww. never see your significant other again. Yeah, we'll, well. get into that. Yeah, the, the way the Fast <laughs> deals with this. But we're here. We're talking Fast and the Furious Nine or F Nine: The Fast Saga. F Nine: The wow. Fast Saga. Wow. Look, Normies, yeah. on this podcast, we have talked six. Transformers movies, we've talked. Nine Star Wars films. Okay, those are franchises you're thinking. Yeah, those are big numbers. F9, The Fast Saga. Nine films about cars going really fast and the people driving them being angry. Mm -hmm. But not drive angry. That did not get a a universe of its own. No, 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 Mike. (laughs) Not a crossover. No, 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 no. That's another thing. You know, I was thinking... uh, you know, instead of doing Transform May, Bumble June, we should have done Fast February, June, Fast May, and Furious June, or oh, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but at some point, I'm sure we will. Still if, on if, the if table. If the normies want that, you know, write in, tell us, tell us you want us to review each individual Fast and Furious movie, because we'll do it. Yeah, we would do uh, it. I, I think it'd be more fun than uh, Transformers, that's for sure. In hindsight, I, I think, I think that so. there's a lot of crossing over, though. We can agree with that. We got The Rock, we got some other people. But let me ask if we did do that, and a good segue into what we saw today, mm-hmm. how many of those would be first timers? Have you guys seen all the motherfucking Fast and Furious movies before this? Yeah, I have. All of them, yeah. And we, we've gone. Even Hobbs and Shaw. Nice, nice. Even well, the spinoff. <laughs> even the spinoff. So we, we've done an episode on Fast and the Furious before. A friend of the show, Cole, was on yes. that. We kind of talked. I have only right. seen up to Tokyo Drift. Like, I feel like wow. I went to Fast 4 or whatever, but I, I don't have any memory of its plot. I don't remember Gal Gadot <laughs> ever course. existing in these movies. So, wow. no. I'm pretty sure I stopped at Tokyo Drift. And then this is the so first one. So, you've only one, seen... The original trilogy. Yeah, you've only seen the era of before they became kind of what they are now. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the, the prequels or any of the Disney um, <laughs> sequel but trilogy. arguably... For this one, Mike, you've seen the most important one because you've seen Tokyo Drift, and this is kind of a motherfucking sequel to Tokyo Drift. There is a lot of Tokyo Drift in this movie, for sure. Yeah. Directed by Justin Lin, which was, that was his first Fast and the Furious movie, Tokyo Drift. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because that's the one that's least connected to the others, and yet 
it's now most, this one you might would say is most connected to that one. Like so. retroactively, it has yeah. become kind of the most important fast film, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the the death of Han event has now like changed and you know been involved in so many different movies. It's it's interesting that that kind of is the linchpin of the whole series. Right, right. Where that was once the outlier. So this is, um, I guess, the. Most brief way you could put this, this movie is the the logical extreme of uh, the Han death singularity point, I guess. But we'll get into that down the road. I want to ask you guys down the road. Made a car pun. That's one. Um, Perfect. You know how did we how did we watch this? You know the last movie I saw in theaters before lockdown was Sonic the Hedgehog, and I said I'm only going to theaters Amazing. for things that move fast. So I had to wait for this. <laughs> Finally, saw right. the Flash theaters. movie is still not coming out for. That'll be the next one. So So close, Mike. Yeah, so I went in theaters. I didn't get to go in 4DX like I wanted. It was sold out, but I saw it in the local local theater. I got a big tub of popcorn and a soda. I don't even really like popcorn in a movie theater. I ate the whole bucket. I was back in a theater. It was it was just good to be back. And so Mike's return. The whole thing though. Everybody was it packed, people wearing masks. Ah, how, How was the whole ordeal? So it was about maybe over 50% capacity, not sold out, but this was Friday night, opening weekend, like 9 p.m. Like, that's a pretty good time, you Damn, think. not yeah. sold out, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is, um, you know, I live in, in Koreatown, part of L.A. It was, you know, a kind of a boutique theater. Uh, so maybe, you know, it wasn't like an AMC or a Regal or anything. AMCs were probably selling out, you know. <laughs> but mm. how about you guys? How did you see it? Well... Uh, you know, for, for me, uh, my last film before the pandemic that I saw in theaters was actually with Colin. We went and saw Birds of Prey at our local, uh, you know, Cinemark North Hollywood, our classic go-to. Um, and then our first, uh, our first movie back was going to see F9 at the same theater together. Wow. So, uh, we went it again, family style. <laughs> Full circle. Last night. Yeah. And, uh. You know, I think there's people wearing masks. I just came from Colorado where, like, nobody's wearing masks this last yes. weekend. And uh, because it's basically, there's no new cases there. So, I was I was around people all weekend not wearing masks and stuff. So, now California, there's still, you know, people are still kind of half wearing masks. It doesn't, no one seems to really know what to do. So, it was a mixed bag, <laughs> I think, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. pretty much. There's Look, masks up. Jacob... Jacob and I have a Roman and Tej relationship. Okay, we're a we're a we're a bundled pair. You get one of us, you get both of us. We get into That's some right. wacky hijinks. We might go to space. Usual little routine. Might go to space. <laughs> uh, you know, we hung out beforehand. We went in, saw this bad boy. I had seen literally four days beforehand the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. So I did see a different movie first in theaters. Ah, okay. But this was. A motherfucking year since then. That's a tiny little theater. This was like a Cineplex. I was saying to Jacob, you get that full recline experience, mm-hmm. right? Sold out crowd. Oh, yeah. You know, for a Sunday night at seven, wow. sold out crowd. Okay. Fucking, and I'll say this, you know, not to set up what I thought about this film. There are some basic ass jokes in this movie i would say of like moments of like you're telling me we got to do the wild and crazy thing and none of us ever will survive that's exactly what i'm saying we're gonna have to do mike 
motherfucking audience died. I'm talking <laughs> whole theater erupting with laughter at these jokes. Well, I'm just sitting there thinking, people love these goddamn movies. Yeah, these are pretty, if you're talking niche to normie, I'd say these are pretty normie. Um, yeah. You know, your, your grandma could watch this movie, your your aunt and uncle from, from Hobo Grandma, King put could on watch the Dominic movie. Toretto movie. You know that one you love with Dominic Toretto? <laughs> I love, he's so about Grandma's family. He's such a sweet young man. <laughs> Right. Family well, he's and a God. criminal. <laughs> we should point out, Grandma. <laughs> he's got a heart Former of gold. criminal. He's been exonerated. Yeah. He's saved the world a couple times. So that's, that's true. Right. Yeah, he's that's got a clean, right. clean slate. Yeah. Look, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we did it. Go for it. I just want to say we did it. You know, like Mike said, we've done an episode on it. We're not going to go too much into. You know, we made the jokes on that one of. Can you believe they were s- stealing combination DVD? VCR players and and now they're the super spies who are flying through the sky and shoot rocket stuff. We're going to stay pretty generalized to this one, but I do want to know, like, you know, do you love these movies? You know, Jacob, you called them normie. We've all said we've seen them all. I mean, these are, this is blockbuster popcorn movie. You know, Vin made that little teaser saying like, welcome back to the movies. I got to say, guys, mm-hmm. I felt welcomed back seeing this movie. Sure. Well, it's interesting. You know, this is a longest, you know, this is a huge franchise that's not relying on, uh, you know, a former IP. It's not Harry Potter. It's not Star Wars. Not Marvel. It's, it's based on thing. the books, Fast and the Furious. It's not no, an adaptation no. of the video game, Fast and the Furious. It's all an adaptation of Crazy Movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially if, if the movie... Gone in 60 Seconds, starring Nicolas Cage, spawned eight sequels uh, and an entire, you know, mythology and lore of yeah. all these side characters yeah. and stuff. It's kind of insane to see where, you know, where it started and where it came from. Everybody knows that. But um, I thought it was really cool how they had, you know, flashbacks in this. They're kind of bridging the gap where you see, like, basically what's directly before the first movie, you see a young Dom with his, his family, right? And uh, I thought those were pretty well done. Yeah, so let's... We're getting uh, in then. Yeah, let's yeah. just get let's into jump. it. Let's drive, Let's Mike. get into it, yeah. But there's no bridge. Let's get the knot. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> there's no segue. <laughs> We're back. We are hitting it at the right time. We're hitting that NOS because we are talking Fast and the Furious. Now, Jacob, we're jumping into F9, the Fast Saga, ninth film in this. Yeah. You said it opens on flashbacks. It opens on something even cooler. The retro universal title card to let you know we're going to fucking start in a flashback. Right, right. Um, Yeah, and you got that kind of grainy nostalgic look to the flashbacks you know it's 1989 which is a long time ago right so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Um, impossible to conceive yeah and we get to learn a little more about dom's family which i didn't realize you said it last night or the other night mike um f1 or fast and the furious i guess uh does talk a little bit about his dad, which I totally forgot. Yeah, Dom mentions um, but doesn't he, mention his brother. It's like why he's scared to drive that car because it was like his dad crashed or something, and he's like, and then I beat the shit out of the guy who caused the crash, and that's why I was in jail. And then he kind of mentions that to Brian. Yeah, and we see all that, and we even see like I thought in one scene you see like 
Dom's crew from the first movie, basically like those side characters, just in a quick a quick shot where it's like I thought it was supposed to be those those characters. I think it is them you know younger. Yeah, like there's a there's so the flashbacks are telling the story of Dom's growing up and his dad and his brother who has never been spoken of in eight movies until now. The guy who's all about family, that's right? Except for my one brother, you know, fuck that guy. That's but. right. <laughs> so that's they're telling that, and you see it like. You know, I guess while we're on the flashbacks, like a street race scene where he has to street race his brother and like, you know, if you lose, you got to skip town, right? But like, right. you see the crew for a little bit. It looks like a young Mia. Mia's not really featured, but you have young yeah. Dom and young uh, Jacob, who's played by Michael from Peaky Blinders, that guy. Right, oh, right. Yeah, but he, he gains... Probably a th- young John Cena. Yeah, he gains you know. a foot and a half <laughs> and 300 pounds of muscle. <laughs> hey. Yeah. But it fills in a lot and of the, the questions, I guess, we had. is like, well, where was your brother? So, that you needed to have this part, I guess, to make any of it make sense. Right. But, yeah. But I thought they were pretty well done and they kind of flashback throughout the movie and it kind of bookends the movie. So, I like that. And it's interesting. You know, you said, yeah, he's all about family, except he's never mentioned this one brother who's estranged from the family, which he basically, uh, you know... S- cut him out of the family based on an assumption that he made that he never actually got confirmation <laughs> for and then found okay. out you know much later that he was wrong yeah and we'll cut so normies this is full spoilers it's fast nine by the way yeah, like, yes. you know, buckle up, like so we'll, we'll just go <laughs> yeah, absolutely Second car buckle joke. up watch out for traffic lights we're gonna crash during this one that's right signal um, all turns <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like you guys are saying there's a lot of there's just so much there's so much history to the characters, to our preconceived notion, even to the behind-the-scenes stuff where I'm like, okay, Vin Diesel's the guy who's like in charge of this franchise, really. He's going to want to come across really well on all these things or whatever. I am eating that shit up. Even just the steady hand of these flashbacks. Mike, what did you think of actually the quality of the flashbacks? Because I'm with Jacob. I thought they were the fucking best part of the movie. Yeah, there was something I did not... The trailers literally give everything away except right. the fact that there's going to be these flashbacks. Yes. Right. And and so I was Except surprised. that there's a story to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's this arc here. And um, yeah, I was kind of surprised that I like, especially like the young Dom. He, he's trying to do the voice, you know, and he's man. I, yeah. I kept I was like putting my ear almost to the screen. I wanted to get up, Jacob, and be like, is he is Vin doing a dub over this? Are they it's pitching so him down. down. <laughs> That would be one hundred percent. They are making that kid go like lower, lower, mechanically lower. It's like, <laughs> right? Hey, what Jacob? What did I tell you? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is it is molasses. Well, think about you know what 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 Vin Diesel looks like in the first movie, and then you know this is maybe ten years before that, I guess, if it's in yes. nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's believable. I think that he does it look is. like a young Vin. Not the yeah. John Cena too. So much, Jacob. You had a really good take about um, how come characters that are bald as adults are also bald as children. Can you? Oh yeah, that's what Colin. Oh, Colin, Colin's was that Colin yeah. Snow? I'm sorry. I, I was texting you guys off. I misattributed. And just saying, you know, you see these movies and you understand the logic to it as a creator. We are like. They're not going to know it's me unless he's also the kid with the shaved Where's head. Wears a white t-shirt. Say, Vin, he is in a white t-shirt. He has the cross. Like, <laughs> we're going to understand who he right, is. Right. One person's going to say, hey, hey, Wonder Boy. Hey, Dad's favorite over there. Genius with the cars. What do you think? <laughs> who, me? And immediately you're going to know who it is. But there's this idea that bald actors have now where they're like, 
And also, when I was a kid, I always had my head shaved because this is a choice. Like, I'm totally fine being bald. Right. It's a totally normal thing. I was bald when I was a kid. I'm bald now. And goddamn you, Vin Diesel, we have all seen the videos of you talking about street sharks where you have a goddamn <laughs> full head of hair. I well, know you didn't look like that as a kid. I have to say for Vin, being bald works better for him because we've seen yes. him with hair and it looks very weird. So yes. um, he's he's he should be bald. I don't want to spend too much time on, on the hair here. But my <laughs> thing is, if we're going to be doing flashbacks and like explaining origins, I would have liked to see like maybe he goes to jail, but he has hair and then someone pulls it and he's not good at fighting or his dad was bald and he shaves it. To he has honor to, his dad. Yes, he shaves it in prison, Mike. It's the Lex Luthor. Like I, I, turns, I would be totally yeah. fine with that. Yeah, so he's being initiated in a, a yeah. white power gang. Or if something. I know where, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, not that horsepower. Um, yes, third yes. car joke. Um, if we know where Han Solo got his gun, I would like to see him shave his head at least in prison. <laughs> I would like to see him shave his head. Yeah. Let me just say to the quality of the flashbacks, I think they are awesome. I think the drag race is the most exhilarating thing in the movie because again, yeah. you're like. Oh, that's right. This is Fast and the Furious. I remember when they used to do the music. It's got like the 90s music. They got chain wallets and shit. All of it. Yeah. Now, guys, if you had a creator behind the camera who was a little less tough on his image, because my entire thing I'm going to talk about this entire time is how Vin Diesel's the new Sly Stallone, like the same way he was in the 80s where he's like, I wouldn't do that. No, I'm a man. I'm like a big, strong man. And you're like, no, 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 Sly, just show some empathy. If Vin, in those flashbacks, had had Jacob be the Wonder Boy, and there's actually some tension there where like, Mm -hmm. oh, my younger brother's actually better at this stuff. And I wasn't always... Dominic Toretto, the unstoppable force of the world who can, you know, is the best at anything who's ever done everything. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd have some stakes to this movie or like some interesting stuff going on in the background. And instead it's like, no, he did the right thing. He didn't know people were lying to him. So it was actually the wrong thing. But his heart was true. And that's what it's always about. Right. God lives in his heart. Well, again, it's a misunderstanding that, uh, you know, he just doesn't get confirmation from Jacob, his brother, and he just decides to cut him out of his life for 20, yeah. 30 hey, years. two seconds. Jacob, why did you do that thing? <laughs> I did it because dad told me to. Ah, that right. makes sense. Right. right. But and I then, do like the yeah. dynamic of, of John Cena being the, the kind of younger brother, overlooked brother who... You know, his dad didn't want to tell Dom because he, he's the golden boy. So he made the younger well, here's brother. The thing. Yeah. The reason he can't tell Dom is because Dom loves family so much. He would have <laughs> never been able to do it. Dad. Right. right. Dad, I that's can't kill you, dad. That's morally <laughs> not right, dad. That's not what family would do. It's like, right, yeah, I got to talk to Jacob. But it's basically for the plot of this movie. It's two magic tricks we're going to observe because we're not getting the full story on what happened there, why his dad died necessarily. And this film's entire purpose is to answer the question of why did Han die or why did he not die? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of so (laughs) wrapped up in both those things that my biggest issue is the Jacob of it all. His motivation where it's like, we're not even going to answer that question. Why is he doing all this? Because he's in Dom's shadow. And it's like, that's the reason? It's like, So he decided well, to become a of. super villain, super spy who wants At to take over point, the world. The, the German guy who is financing him says, oh, his plan, only he could do it. He's such a mastermind. He's going to set everyone in the world back to being fair and square with nuclear weapons and will never hurt each other. And you go like... 
that's Jacob Toretto's plan. <laughs> Jacob Toretto's right. plan is to even the odds of all world superpowers. All because he was the less for what? favored yeah, brother. Because he <laughs> got yelled at one time by his brother. Yeah. Well, see, and then I just he, want to he, point out. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was saying he um, lost one race, right? So by losing yeah. <laughs> one race, he went on a cascade of trying to one-up Dom. And Dom, having won one race... And went on to save the world multiple times. So how do you one up somebody who saves it multiple times? You have to save it forever, right? (laughs) That's right. It's a domino effect, Mike. And again, the question is like, you know, Dom and his crew have saved the world multiple times. So where was Jacob this whole time? Like they've never interacted. He's never mentioned him at all. Like it's very But And he's supposed to be the super spy and yet he wasn't involved like in any of these other world saving plans at all. But... um. I'm thinking yeah. he had some really, really great plans. And right when he's about to enact them, Dom did something that was a little bit better than what he was planning. And he's like, damn it. You know, again. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Right. Uh, and then I just want to point out that, you know, again, spoilers. But, you know, at the end of the movie, Jacob turn, it turns and sides with the good guys only because the rich German guy that he's working with betrays him at the last second that's the only reason that he works absolutely like there's no kind of like come to god like you know facing up to what he did he's just like well my partner's betrayed me so i guess i'm working with with the good guys now that's a good Uh, point it's very funny because we as an audience know and actually what i thought was like the most artistic sequence of the film is when vin diesel's fallen in the water and he's going through the flashbacks again having the realization of oh i was wrong and you know, he wasn't supposed to blow up dad. He, he used was just his supposed psychic to lose the abilities, race. Mike. <laughs> to see things from a different perspective. Yeah, his psychic yeah. abilities, his Toretto psychic abilities. But he knows <laughs> and we know that, oh, it was a big misunderstanding. But I don't, they don't have that conversation. He just like oh. catches them with the car and they're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there was never that and moment. So, You're right. Cypher yeah, basically, uh, you know, their dad, obviously he's a, he's a race car driver. He... Once he needs to throw the race because they need money, and so they do something to the engine in order to throw the race um, that causes the engine to explode, and then he dies. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but couldn't he have just thrown the race by like going a little slower than the other cars? <laughs> no, like, no, no. isn't that Jacob, how you throw when a, a race? boxer throws a fight in boxing? They douse themselves in gasoline, <laughs> and, right. and usually they throw a couple punches, look like they're about to right. fake it, and then they explode. <laughs> But why did he need to alter his engine in order to throw the race? Like, you can control the speed of your car. I don't know. But so I had some questions regarding that. And when you but, make more money winning the race, or is it that much yeah, of a payout well, it's like it's, to lose? Yeah, uh, I think he was doing some kind of shady thing. It's like, you know, it's the same as the Daredevil origin story where his oh, dad yeah. is a boxer, right? Who's got to throw uh, the it's race. It's exactly because, like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. And, and, have you guys ever been to a race, like a NASCAR thing? I never have. I, I have, have, yeah. Not. My dad's a NASCAR fan, so uh, I've gone to a couple when I was young. Have you seen anybody flip or, or pop or? No, no, nothing too crazy like that. Wow. My, my um, uncle but I would guess that, races, like okay. at the local tracks in Ohio. He's got a car in the garage. I've never gone to the races, but they would always go to the drag races. I think that's, they just drag, like straight line race, um, Fast and Furious 1 era. Even that's dangerous. Yeah, no, it's dangerous. So I haven't been, but like um, I'm familiar with the... Uh, 
tuning it. Like the, yeah. car, the car is always being improved and, you know, that's kind of the whole, whole thing. Right. But and I'm there's different been, levels of NASCAR. Like there's the top level, there's like the Bush leagues and then sure. there's like more local level. So I would assume that Jack Toretto was more of a local <laughs> guy. <laughs> what? You Come think? Over. You don't think he was loaded with sponsors? <laughs> I don't no. think he was like Dale Earnhardt or anything. No, he's just out of Pomona if, Speedway. Yeah. What, what if the introduction to Corona was a huge ad for Corona on the side of Jack Toretto's stock car and they're like it's always been a family favorite the corona cup yeah <laughs> let's go yeah <laughs> so yeah the whole misunderstanding comes from did yes. jacob kill dad and then yeah dom essentially runs him out of town which leads him to become a super spy who works with yes. uh, right. cypher at the time of, of the movie and well uh, kidnap cypher works with mr nobody but but let's yeah, get yeah, you yeah. guys just said the quote-unquote plot of the movie but the plot plot as it sort of moves forward is hey dominic toretto and letty have hung it up and if you look at the billing of this film it goes vin diesel michelle rodriguez never yeah. before have i thought she was such an important part to this series other than the fact well, that you without know, you know without loses her memory Walker, at one point kind of the, the she's got to step it up she's the star, brian right? she's the yeah. second in command or whatever they're living on a farm life is good but they're in hiding mike Baby Brian, he's got to go get in a hole sometimes, and it freaks mm-hmm. everybody out. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Where's where's the hiding spot in case uh, super spies hey, come? What did I tell you? <laughs> and we get the introduction of the quote unquote mission. Tej and Roman and our beautiful hacker lady, whose Ramsey. name I absolutely do not remember. Ramsey. 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 I knew it was something crazy, by the way. In my head, I was like, it's a god of some Was yeah. she in the other Ramsey. movies at all, or is she a new she character? Is. Yes. She is. She okay, started okay. being him in maybe three yes. movies ago, and yes. you might recognize her from Game of Thrones. She's uh, Khaleesi's uh, handmaiden. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's the translator. Yeah. Natalie oh, no, Emanuel. She's, she's great in this. Yeah, she, she's, she's yeah. super sweet. And okay. so she kind of, she be, she's, she's like awesome. a tech specialist. She doesn't drive, though, which we you yes. know, gets into yeah. this, in this movie as well. So. Which is hilarious. But to yes. set up the mission, these guys come, they say, we just got a, you know, encrypted message from Mr. Nobody, the guy who always gives us our black op missions. And you're like, what the fuck are they talking <laughs> about? Because up to this point, this is Tej. This is ludicrous introducing i was you yeah. know just hacking the airwaves and i just happened to know that, you know, I do, that, that you know this guy had reached out to us yeah and I, we got this black ops mission now in the past mr nobody yes would come to them brian worked for the fbi kind of the connection there it makes sense to have that or whatever or you would have the rock as hobbs come in mm-hmm, and right. be the government force who would say they're asking us to do this thing you know i said only with my crew we got to go do it all of that's taken out. There is no longer a government liaison or whatever. So the thrust of this movie is just ludicrous going, I don't know. I was just hacking around and they something got a went video. wrong. And yeah. I didn't understand let's that. Let's just check it out. It's, it's so, so Mike, flimsy. Though. So, yeah. Mike, you've seen the first three, right? But you haven't seen four through eight. Is that correct? That you is haven't correct. seen Hobbs and Shaw or. No. Nope. <laughs> um, so for someone like you, this must be so confusing to see yes. Kurt Russell in a video called Miss in he's a character called Mr. Nobody. And then you have yeah. Charlie's Theron who's, who's in a, you know, Hannibal Lecter type cell. Um, you're probably like, wait, is this oh the movie God. about Which, cars racing? Yeah. Now to be fair, I've seen 
the trailers of the other films, so I sure. knew that Charlize Theron was like a super hacker and and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know about Kurt Russell, so I was just stoked to see him. I'm like, oh, Kurt Russell, I love I love Ego. Yeah. All right. My biggest complaint: Liskin. more put more Kurt Russell in. More him, yeah, yeah. So that was <laughs> yeah, good. So more Charlize Mr. too. Nobody, if I'm being honest. The, the, the universe has been so expanded that you do have these side characters. You have yeah. Helen Mirren come in as. Shaw's mom, which I don't even know if you knew that. that no, I just uh, thought, wow, Helen Mirren's here. <laughs> yeah, she was also in Hobbs and Shaw and Gotta I think another Fast and the Furious movie. But she is, as we learned, so the Shaw brothers, there's Owen Shaw, yes. which was a villain in one of them. And mm-hmm. then uh, Jason Statham, which is the other Shaw. I don't remember his first name, but he is the villain in Who one cares? of them where he's <laughs> trying to avenge his brother. Han killer. Yeah. No, yes. Han <laughs> killer Shaw. Yes. yes, he was... She was introduced in eight. This is her third film. Again, you know, you don't want to even get into the history of it, but this is a franchise where the power of Vin Diesel as a producer is he heard her say in an interview after the seventh came out when they had already shot number eight. God, I would love to be driving a car in those Fast and the Furious movies. That is so funny. They are so cool. He got a, a production crew together, a writer, and said, Let's shoot a scene with her. Let's figure out how to put it in the movie. That's right. amazing. Wow, that yeah. is crazy. And there's some cameos. I want to save one. I, please don't spoil the best one yet. Okay. <laughs> right, Wonder right. Woman? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah there's, but there's so much of this this expanded uh, plot that you're not familiar with having not seen no, 4 you through couldn't. 8. But, uh, and even, yeah, Gal Gadot being, uh, you know, uh, Giselle, Han's uh, former girlfriend who dies in one of them. I mean, that must be mind blown. I don't even know who <laughs> Brian's mother is because it's not Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Yes. I totally no, it's forgot a German about woman that. Who's dead. She dies in numbers eight. Yeah, yeah. When she said, oh, I knew your mother. And that I was, was the confused. time that I realized, Looking oh, down wait, that's right. Heaven. But yeah, mm-hmm. in the last movie, she's kidnapped her. Uh, Vin Diesel's baby mama uh, is kidnapped by Charlize Theron and held hostage Cypher. and that's how she gets him to do evil things for her and then eventually she gets killed but his baby is saved by Shaw so wow. that's how he kind of gets inducted in the family by Mike, saving young Brian does okay. watching this clusterfuck of a blockbuster make you want to watch these other ones I'll say this um, first of all after watching Transformers, I've given up thinking <laughs> that things have reasons behind them. Movies Sometimes are good. Things just happen, and there's no explanation. So that's how it's like, literally nobody want to go on a mission? Dom? Yes. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. Good well, enough for me. I have to say, <laughs> compared to Transformers, th- these movies are crazy, but they're at least more cohesive than the Transformers series. Right. Uh, oh, <laughs> and that the, the expanded lore has expanded so much that I can, you know, I can rattle off things like, oh, yeah, that's Helen Mirren. That's Jason Statham's mom from the last okay, one. Okay, but, but you know. Jacob, you know, I'll ask to you then as someone who has seen all these things, did you find yourself like me stretching my muscle too much when young Dom's in prison and we're meeting what I assume are the Brazilian brothers in the fifth one that I can't remember? And they yeah, have they've a long been a scene couple. together. I'm going yeah. like, okay, who is this? How do they <laughs> well, know they each were other? In the first what movie one too. does he so that's appear what's in? Insane that's is that you get wild. You, they bring these small characters back, or even the um, well. I don't know if we want to talk about all the, the cameos yet, like you said, but um, it's just wild. It doesn't annoy you. 
for for you to have to go, that's that person from that. You're you're totally fine. No, because totally if I don't recognize someone, I'll just I won't think about it too hard. Rush like, it they must have been in one of the other movies. They're I a good know. driver, yeah, yeah. or they're a criminal. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I mean, those guys are the ones who tip Dom off on how you you rig a car and make it explode if they fuck with the fuel line. So they they help him put it together, right? The mystery when he's right. working in the prison right. shop. I yeah. guess, Mike. I guess. It's a whole thing, but yeah. But the, I would say this one more than any of the other ones does the, we're bringing back all these old characters. Oh, yeah, Tokyo Drift, this one that's literally the fast saga, I think, comes with. We're getting everyone who is available, <sighs> and they literally yeah. get everyone Fuck, who is willing so right. and available. Okay, can we talk yeah. about Tokyo Drift for a minute, too? Yeah, please. Well, let's quickly say, Drift so they get a mission. Man? All we need real yeah. quick is they get a mission. There's a plane down with the secret spy device. They get right. it. There's no bridge, all that stuff from the trailer. And then as they're recovering it, John Cena just shows up and steals it. And they're like, who's that guy? And then the rest of the movie is like chasing John Cena to like stop yes. him. But exactly. Part of that involves the return of Han. You saw it in the trailer. And yes. then, yeah, Tokyo and the Drift. God of War, Ares. And the Han <laughs> yes. thing, you know, return of Han, they showed in the trailer. And you say, Shouldn't oh, have. I wish, you know, I wish they wouldn't have shown that in the trailer. But it makes sense for them why they did show it in the trailer. Because... I think it got more people to go see this movie to see Han come back. That if it was more of a surprise, then people wouldn't have gone as much. So that's my theory. But I would have liked Jacob, to more, a little more surprise. For it's sure. almost like if a trailer showed you the answer to a riddle and us as fans were like, well, I want to know the riddle. You know what I mean? It's like in your mind, yeah. I've never seen a movie like this. It's like you've done so much mental work to be like, well, how the fuck is Han alive? That you're right. Showing him being alive in the trailer, it's catnip. You're immediately just like, well, goddamn, this is the one that has the answers. And Dom has a brother. Tell me, explain that. Explain Han. Explain why there's a car in space. And you're like, I gotta go. If the next one, Mike, if if they're like, Dom also has a grandfather. I'll be like, yeah, he's got a lot of family. That's his whole thing. Like all humans that have survived to this point, they have likely a lineage of families preceding them that they're related to that we can pull upon. Grandfathers, grandmothers. But uh, yeah, Tokyo Drift is a big part of this because you get Han, they they go to Tokyo. Jacob, I I don't want to I'm trying to segue back to you. Yeah. So, you know, not only do we see Han, of course, we also get all the other or some Twinkie, of the other Tokyo Drift Earl. actors, right? <laughs> What's the guy? Yeah, all the guy's your favorite name? characters. Just uh, Lucas Black. He doesn't Lucas have a real Black. name. You just say actor <laughs> yeah. Lucas Black. Yeah, Man, Lucas Black. Hey, we get Bow Wow, um, who I did not recognize yeah, Bow, was Bow Wow until Colin was like, that's, that's Bow Wow. So, like, I'm going to okay. say something mean about everyone in this movie in particular. Yeah. And okay. come after me. I apologize. This is the fat and the furious. This movie, Tyrese is wearing a lot of bulky clothing, mostly jackets, even in space. Right. Well, Little Bow Wow older. is now Big Bow Wow. He's Big, Big <laughs> yes. Bow Wow, mm-hmm. Jacob. And I would say Lucas then, Black went the other way. Bad. Lucas Black oh, is like strangely like, skinny. Like, like really thin, where you're yeah. like, oh, he's sick. No, his head is the only thing that grew between then and now. Right. Oh, it's so funny that he it's was supposed really to be a high schooler in that movie, and now he's like, what, 45? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Um, At least. Yeah. I mean, he's as old as all the other characters. I don't know why he's not in the main gang, but one of, uh, so one we get of him things, popping up Jacob, with his Texas accent. Where I see Lucas Black and I'm like, motherfucker, you were in, 
I think you're also in Jarheads. I think you're in Black Hawk Down. 2004 to 2006, there was that time where, like, Lucas Black's a movie star. And you look him up now, Jacob, and you're like, where did this motherfucker go that they got him back? He's been the star of one of those NCISs for, like, uh, seven years. And you no just go, way. Lucas Black's doing fine. Like, he's, like, good for him. Well, when and he, get that he was... Gig. NCIS, yeah, he was supposed like, to be the new Paul Walker during the Tokyo Drift yes. era. Yes. Right, that's um, what they you know, wanted. And Mike, I know you love that movie because that is a Karate Kid remake. Guy goes to a new place, learns a trade, excels mm-hmm. at the trade. Wise Master Han goes, you did it. <laughs> yeah, Han is, is great. It is like, um, like it is that story, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. weird, you know, and he's definitely a 34-year-old high schooler. <laughs> and he only makes friends with the non-Japanese students. Yes, <laughs> but, very strange. Okay, right. but... but but besides all that, you know, the Donkey Kong, Drift King, like it has like kind of the best like arc of a, a main character in any of these movies, except for maybe the I'm first one. I'm all about one. it. But yeah, it's I would fun. say, yeah. I mean, for some reason, I've seen Tokyo Drift more than more times than any of the other ones. And I would say it's maybe the best in the it series, the, the best, best single movie racing. Right. If we're talking about like the grounded car yeah. racing, it's, it's the best got the one unique for that. angle of drifting. Yeah. Uh, but I just think it's it's maybe the best movie in the series, just as a movie by itself. But the characters in this who are returning don't really <laughs> do much but make a rocket. Han, Han is oh, the they're most ma- significant. They're doing rocket cars now, which is not drifting. So I don't know. Not why they're not legitimately in one single scene. Yes, he yeah. is. And Twinkie. The other guys are in like two or three. Yeah. And let me ask you guys, as quote unquote fans of this franchise, then they're digging these characters up. It's for us. Normies. Can you believe it? We brought them back. Mike, mm-hmm. like, are you satisfied that Han's back? Do you even like give a shit? You didn't see him die. Well, no, I, I saw him die, but I didn't see oh, him. You, did, you get saw killed him die. Jason so you, didn't, you didn't see, you you didn't see his life him. after death. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to see him meet Gal Gadot or any of that. I didn't see him Drift, come back of... to life. This is the first time he's come back to life for me, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. In Tokyo Drift, it's it's sort of insinuated that he's killed by the like rival gang, not yeah, by yeah. Jason Statham. Then we find out yeah. that it was Jason Statham. Then we find out it wasn't Jason Statham. It was actually set up by Mr. Nobody. It but was, was there a body in the car that looked like trick. him? Was it a clone? Abracadabra. Well, yeah, who, in the end in the of car? Tokyo Drift, Vin Diesel comes to take his body back to America to bury or yes. something, I think. So he, he must have taken well, that coffin back or something. I'm a night switcher, big tank bank filler, real killer, die for my gang member, gun driller, dope man, dope dealer, gorilla, bank bank hey, light no switcher. Can I set up a really strange fact about Vin Diesel real quick? So, yeah. again, mm-hmm. just to, I we've talked about all this stuff, but I just I just got a timeline it real quick. First movie, it's a Point Break remake. Paul Walker is set up to be the breakout in that film. JK, you can't stand up to this guy, Vin Diesel. He is so magnetic. People are like, that's a fucking movie star. Ditches out. Doesn't do too fast because he wants to go do triple X. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. Too fast doesn't do too well. It makes money, but then Universal's like, pull the plug, make it cheap, do like a $50 million version, set it in Japan, don't even bother bringing back the main cast. We get right. Tokyo Drift. Yep. Now, to make executives, you know, going back on their word, to make fans happy, they go, we got to have an original in there. Vin, 
is working at Universal. He's, he's, he's putting in the time. He's clocking in with executives. And he says, I will do the post-cred scene of Tokyo Drift. You don't have to pay me money. Give me the rights to the pitch black universe. Oh, I want wow. to own the character of Riddick right. straight and then he out. he makes Chronicles of Riddick. And then he makes yeah. Chronicles of Rick. But Jacob, his payment to come back to this series that he ostensibly doesn't give a shit about, but is now everything to him, was right. give me the thing I really care about. And what are the odds on this podcast we'll ever do a Riddick episode? <laughs> sure. Episode well, 500, thing I is think. With Vin Diesel. So the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel, he just loves his dumb nerd stuff. He loves D and D. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge nerd. He loves Riddick, so um, he's a huge nerd, and he, he I love wants his nerd to do his passion products projects, and so he does the Fast and Furious is so that he can do his passion products. So that's that, kind of the angle. That's a good of swindle, Vin that I like yeah, about like, it. Like, you know? yeah, cut me a check so or for give him. me the rights to a franchise. Yes. Hell yeah, dude! Like, you know, he made that movie, The Last Witch Hunter. That movie only got made because Love it. he wanted to make a movie based on his D&D original D and D character that <laughs> he made for the campaign. So <laughs> don't care. Yeah, Love which is it. Great. Good for him. But uh, he yeah. does come back at the end of Tokyo Drift. But in this, we go back to Tokyo. There's more stuff with him. We can talk about that a little bit. I have a question. Do you think they went to Japan to film any of this? Because I say no. No. <laughs> no. Mike. Okay. No. Probably no. not. So I have another no. theory. When Kurt Russell and Han are sitting in the restaurant and he's explaining like the plan and it's just kind of basic coverage, right? I theorize that that is a restaurant called Issa Ramen on La Brea. I recognize the drink holder behind You're Han's kidding. shoulder oh, and the paneling be. on the wall. I think that they just went there for a day, shot this scene, and then the I think you're totally yeah. right because even when they, um, even the scene with like Mia it's like and a Letty lot. when they are like eating ramen, oh yeah, you could yeah. have shot that like somewhere in LA. You could have shot that, you know, in in, um, you know, just a local ramen shop. So, yeah, and totally. then they just are in some nondescript empty apartment, right? So, yeah, no way did oh, they yeah. go back. But um, that's just my notice. I think I know where that restaurant is that Mister Nobody was in with Han. I need to confirm it. Um, that's amazing. Let's talk about why they're there. Yeah. Okay, Mike, they recover half of Ares, the god of war. They don't know what that is yet. It's the super weapon MacGuffin. It'll hack everything. And yeah. <laughs> it'll hack everything. It. But before that, <laughs> Dom brings with him a postcard and just says to Letty, I got this postcard <laughs> the day Han died. Look at the stamp. And they're like, oh, it's Tokyo. <laughs> Han was always talking about Tokyo. And Letty goes, huh, that's kind of a connection to Mr. Nobody if you think about it. We should go to Tokyo to see if Han's there. Now, right. why on earth do they do any of that? When they meet the little girl samurai no, who's confusing. part of the weapon of Ares, why is any of this happening? Why we'll is call Han it, the forgetting, guardian uh, of this little girl? <laughs> they go to Tokyo and they're sitting and they're eating some ramen. And then Letty's talking about how, you know, Han would always talk about like, oh, like in the old Westerns when they got in trouble, they would always go to Mexico to hide out. And then she's like, oh, and he always said Tokyo was his Mexico. Wait a and then they look up and they Did see a Mexico? random yeah. Mexican flag in a window. And they're like, oh, that must be where Han is. And it's like, 
Tokyo is huge, and like yeah. to just randomly be <laughs> just the first randomly see a Mexican flag <laughs> to eat outside of it, Mike. It would be like if I was like, "Oh, is that Mike's apartment? That place I'm eating in right, <laughs> right. now?" <laughs> Hold on, yeah. So very convenient, and it's like it's quick. Like they do go to Tokyo, but it's like they're eating noodles. They find the Mexican flag. They get attacked. The uh, the moms are are fighting assassins. You know, it's great. And and then why? Yeah, why? And Brian's just like. <laughs> You know, like, really, Mia, I didn't like Dom and the crew. I just wanted to get with you. We got kids. I'm staying at home. If you want to go figure yeah, out this Jacob stuff, kids. I'll watch the kids. I support you, Mia, but I really don't want to hang out with Dom. Dom has a brother? I can't come, though. <laughs> yeah, it's the cookout this weekend. Like I couldn't come. Really I couldn't miss the cookout. Sorry, my friend. I'm staying here. You know. So, yeah. The um, line, Jacob, the line is Mia enters. We're kind of shocked. She has to. She's been written out of these movies because of her relationship with Brian, but she has to. She's a Toretto, too. Mm -hmm. The line is, don't worry, little Brian and my children, who aren't named, she just says her children have the best security possible. They take a beat, Brian. Right. (laughs) And you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Sounds like my kid's in charge. The ghost of Paul Walker. Is taking care of those kids. I guess this is what you want this me to think point, of. This is the point, though, to ask, then. Is, is it weird in this universe after the It's Been a Long Time Value My Friend song, right? Yes. Is it weird that this audience yes. pretends he's alive? I feel weird about it. Yes. Yeah. I feel weird about it. Jacob, do you feel weird about it? Well, that's how okay? they left it in canon is that they didn't kill him off in canon. So, he's still around. And if they want to keep... Jordana Brewster, Mia in it, they have to explain where Brian is, you know. So, but one thing I do like about this movie is that they do give her more to do because in previous movies yes. she was kind of sidelined and now it's like she's back with the crew and she can even, you know, hold her own in fights and but stuff. But why so. can't she? She was a waitress. I, I, and like nothing against, you know, like she can't fight, but it's like she, you're literally a mother. This is irresponsible right. to yes. be traveling around the world with assassins <laughs> yes. hunting you. This is irresponsible. And how is Brian yeah, okay with it? Yeah, but have a kid too and they're doing all this stuff. Yeah, but they're, but, uh, so, they're, and that they're is the thrust of the film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Letty is struggling with, I missed so much of my life when I didn't have my memory. I just wanted to be back how it was. And Dom, even though he's bubbling, he's simmering underneath because he, he gets emotional and says, I miss it every day. He, he also feels that way look he wants to be part of the heist crew and it doesn't make any sense i i don't like the ghost of brian looming over this the fact that they can now just say the line hey i put in the call or just you know the camera we'll just all we'll see is the person go thanks brian hang up the phone (laughs) hey guys that was brian and you never guess what he's gonna say it is grim yeah but i have to say i did like the moment at the end they're all at the cookout every movie ends with the cookout from like four on they always have a get together at the end of the movie where they drink coronas right and they say say, uh oh he's on the way and his car pulls up from the first movie so i like that moment because that was like a great like you just have to see his car and you just know i hate it it's supra you hated it I, I think it's i think it's weird i think at this point it's weird i would have rather just have written out mia and brian completely for the entirety of the franchise well they i mean unfortunately they still want her in the crew and i also was saga, reading right. so yeah and i and yeah it's all about family they can't just write them out completely Except brian but, he just um, he doesn't want to hang screen. out anymore the fucking <laughs> brian dude yeah but he's still family he's family though yeah but and the other thing I read about this is that they were consciously trying to write more for the female characters to do in this movie. So you have well, we get an Letty's always been a part of yeah, it. Yeah, the whole Tokyo thing's like a little A Force moment. 
Yeah. So you have, yeah, totally. exactly. And you have, so you have Mia doing more. You have, uh, this new, um, Japanese girl. That's the key for the thing that, that Han's been watching. Mm-hmm. And then you have Ramsey even, I feel like they specifically yes. gave her more to do at the beginning where she's like, okay, we're doing all this science stuff, blah, 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 blah. To show they're like, yeah, she can be part of the crew too. And she even gets her own scene where she drives the truck and everything. And there's a lot of tech stuff. hacking that she's doing a lot because of the nature of the threat being a, like a cyber yeah. threat kind of thing. Yeah, she's pretty active in this. No, sure. Mike, she's doing a lot in this movie because magnets are just introduced <laughs> in this film. I was Please. saying this to Jacob last night, Mike. Magnets are something that are used and introduced in the first scene when they're like, shit, John Cena's got magnets. Damn, he's fucking unstoppable. The, right. Our crew finds those magnets they use they them the rest of the time them, john yeah. cena never uses it it's almost like he was the boss they defeated him they got his special weapon and like mega man they're just cleaning everybody out by using this goddamn magnet oh, ability man. and they split it's up the OP. magnets between them and then i think charlize uses magnets at the end too but and it's so funny the magnets the strength and power of the magnets fluctuates yes. scene to scene so much. Sometimes it'll pull entire cars through buildings, and then sometimes, you know, it, it's fine. But it just grab some it's just laptops. funny how much they... Yeah, I did not, right. I did not think they were going to use well, magnets as there's a dial. Much there's a big dial. So you turn it to car, <laughs> They're turning or dials. you turn it to cell yeah. phone, right? You know, or That's you right. You have a repulsion. There's, there's little drawings. They're, they went to the right. ICP school of magnets. How do they work? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, science. But it gives it, you know, and these movies are all have always been over the top and unrealistic. So it's like, yeah, it gives them a cool mechanic to do in the action scenes where magnets yes. can really just do do anything. Look, Cipher, the bad guy of this film, Mike, who was the bad guy of the last one, Charlie's Throne. She introduced, I can hack self driving cars. The big set piece of the last one was, what if a fleet of cars was fucking chasing our good guys, right? Okay. And before that, they've done things where it's like. What if our crew drove ATVs, you know, bigger cars? What if they just drove other stuff? And this one, okay, let's give Vin Diesel a muscle car that I guess is covered in bulletproof armor. Like, he's he's fucking driving it like it is. Every car is bulletproof that they drive, yeah. Yes. (laughs) But also magnets. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about this. John Cena has to wear full tactical gear to accomplish what Vin Diesel does in a white tank top and Timberlands. (laughs) Like, this motherfucker is jumping around buildings dressed like a guy who would scare me as I'm leaving a liquor store. (laughs) Yeah, let me just tell you. So, the, the the rules of the fast and the furious universe are that you can be thrown from any height any distance <laughs> as long as someone catches you with the hood of their car uh, true. you're gonna be it's fine true. you're not gonna break any bones as long as you can be caught with a car if you hit the ground you're in trouble but if you hit with you hit a car that is fine. new this for this is the first one to have car no, catching what did you think they like one time to michelle more rodriguez more yeah. this vin diesel can literally he eyeballs something and he goes if i turn this this way you'll land like a goddamn pillow that's like the transformer just snatching you out of the air. I don't care if you landed on it; it's still probably going to break your back. You know? but, right? But not these. You just I mean, explode. These characters are essentially superheroes, and they're becoming more and more self-aware of that. And we get Tyrese jokes in here. You know, Tyrese oh. having a huge scene where a bunch of people are surrounding him, shooting at him, and somehow no one hits him. And That's then, right. well, he, you know, they have a big scene where he's like, "I think we're invincible." Right. Right. So they're right. kind of, you know acknowledging that this is the most but i don't know if that makes it better this is the most self-aware i think that they have been with these right yes, yes absolutely like i wonder if tyrese because we're talking about trans furious or you know fast yes. fast former right 
I think he is becoming aware that he's in movies. Like the character, <laughs> yes. like the Tyrese character in this, yes. is like he's starting to remember robots, and that's going to be the plot point <laughs> for. The Mike, what do you movie. what do you think of him in this? What, I mean, you know, just yeah. I, I think you he's saw fine. him in two. You said you watched F two. It's so different, though. Yeah, he's a lot different. I, I think he's fine in this. And and the thing is, there's so many characters in this. But I like Tyrese and I, and um, you know his dynamic when they're going to space. And it's funny that Ja Rule, like Ludacris. First of all, this movie's ludicrous. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, J- the only reason Ludacris got that job is because Ja Rule thought like he was too hot shit to yes, come right. back. Yes, you he's know, like, I'm not doing this shit. So he's just like, thanks During the flashback the race, I was hoping, I was like, man, they should bring Ja Rule back for I like the, the flashback thing, race. Jacob. <laughs> Yo. I was like, just what, what, he's too big to be an F9 now as a cameo in his first movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, two things I want to say about Tyrese and then I want Jacob's opinion on him. Mm-hmm. I read an article yeah. today where he said, the thing you got to understand about my character, Roman, is he says what the audience is thinking. That's how we write the character, how we've written right. him in the past couple movies. He's going to start calling out that he's never been shot by a gun, that he doesn't have any scars. Right. And you're like, that is the craziest take anyone's ever had. And then he gave this interview, guys. And we did it. We did it. We, we, we willed this oh. into happening. I've not heard this he yet. He didn't say Transformers. He's getting asked a lot about Transformers, obviously. A lot of times now people keep saying, are you going to be in the next one? He's like, I have no idea. But he did say, I want Fast and the Furious to cross over with something. He said the Jurassic Park franchise. <laughs> I've heard of this I just too. wanted you to sit with that. I have. I guess. <laughs> I've heard of the Jurassic I mean, Park, Fast and the Furious potential universe. I don't know. How it would work, but you got... Fast yeah. Jurassic Park, can we say right now? <laughs> the Jurassic yeah. Furious? Right, that's crazy. I guess they're made by the same studio? Yeah, they're the or same studio. It's universal, yeah. Okay. So you got a... Why not, why not? Yeah, you got Star-Lord on a motorcycle with Vin Diesel and a... Yeah. Yeah. And then Vin's um, riding a raptor, though, guys? Well, no, it's like, the ATV that that's called talking? a raptor, yeah. Right. Uh, Amongst the raptors. I'll say this about... Tyrese. So, yes, um, tell me, Roman. Bring it back. First of all, he, you know, he has that scene with the mine where he has like a death fake out where the tank lands on him and you think he's dead. Uh, I almost thought that they did kill him off and it was going to be I a got big scare. <laughs> yeah, it was going to be a big twist that they they kill off one of the main crew and it's Tyrese. Well, here, uh, but then he's, he just walks out. But he should have climbed out of the back door of the van. Yes, like, like he f- I thought he was going <laughs> to kick it open. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, no, I guess it just landed in front of him, and we're supposed to think it landed on him, and he was just behind it. Right. But I do want to talk about that sequence and something Colin mentioned too, because we see in the beginning, and you know. The, the magnet plane picks up John Cena's um, car to make his escape. And then Ludacris is like, damn, they got a magnet plane. And then, like, they get the magnets later. There's a setup and a payoff. Meanwhile, we get Roman, right. who's not a good driver and is scared. He's overcompensated by getting a fucking armored vehicle. But then, yeah. because he was scared, that ended up putting him in more danger because his vehicle couldn't move fast oh, enough yeah. to traverse the minefield. So, oh, it's like, sure. there's, like, these weird setups and payoffs... And even the well, I, thing where it's falling at the landmine, that was a tense, like a fairly tense scene. I like that sequence. Yes. I'm like, the opening yeah. of this movie is really good, actually. Agreed. Well, I, thought I thought it was, it was funny. Good. I thought yeah. it would have been really funny if they killed him because it's right after that whole scene where there's he's being chased by a million <laughs> guys invincible. shooting at him. 
Yeah, and so he thinks he's invincible. It'd be really funny if they just killed him right after that and he was actually yeah. dead. And then they realize uh, that he's going to die. <laughs> this is the nadir yeah. of this series for me, the real valley, where we're just going like, there are lines where, where Ramsey says, you know, the military's watch patrol will be back in 30 seconds. We only have, you know, so much time. And then everybody right. gets guns out and they're cut, and Vin's shooting shotguns multiply. Where I'm like, I don't want to see you do spy stuff. Get in your cars and drive fast. Well, yeah. yeah and just to be clear, they're the bad guys in this scenario. They go into they're a foreign invading country, a country. <laughs> and the, the local police is like trying to stop them and they're killing people. You <laughs> know, yes. so they have no, re- no, reason to be there legally it's an so. act of war right yeah so, so here's how i think we could structure this here because the movie itself is it opens with the big action set piece to try to get aries part one and then the end of the film is the big climax where everything comes to a head with john cena and the big train semi truck right the middle of this is like interspersed with smaller scenes like tokyo and this and that but really it's the first act and the third act where all of the bombast and all the crazy shit is happening and I think that's the best part of the movie. It's a little long, but like looking now back at this opening sequence we've been talking about, I really enjoyed it. It was ridiculous, but that's where you get the bridges yeah. out and they're, you know, it's over the top right. and they are killing the soldiers of this nation they've invaded, which is okay. <laughs> We're just going to accept that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's weird and over the top, but it's like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. And it's really good in the opening and closing acts, I think. Yeah, and that's what I like about these movies, too. I mean, I always have a good time with them. They're so over the top, but they're self-aware about it. Um, They might be becoming too self-aware, though, to the point where it's like, once you're too self-aware, it's not as, the joke's not as funny because you know, you know, it was, the reason why it was good before is because it's over the top, but they're playing it so straight that, like, they don't realize it's over the top. It's like, we're laughing at you because you don't realize how ridiculous you are, and then they're like, look at how goofy we are. But now you realize how ridiculous you are. You're laughing with me, but you're also laughing because of me. (laughs) At you. No, right, we're all laughing together. It's like, like no, Vin, I didn't say that. It's like a Tommy Wiseau effect, right, where it's like, oh, I wanted to make a comedy. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, if Tommy Wiseau made a sequel to the room where he's like he knew that like people are going to be memeing it and like it kind of ruins the meme right yeah absolutely Um, and on that note uh to segue to uh tyrese and Ludacris going to space yeah yeah. something in a rocket they have been asked in Every press interview, Jacob. When's F Fast and Fierce, F, when we're going to space? F and F going to space. When's F and F going to space? When's F and F going to space? Well, you know, we were driving on ice in the last one year. That was a that was a big deal for us. Right. When are you going to space though? You know, the the writers, they're really cooking up. Right. When are you going to space? <laughs> and they, they go to space in this movie. They went to space. Something that Elon Musk, one of the richest people in the world, has been trying to do for years, <laughs> uh, a manned rocket to space. They do it with the help of this dumb Texas guy and a uh, little bow <laughs> Yeah, but he won a, um, a drift race once. Yeah. Right. So, so apparently they're rocket scientists school. now. Yeah. And they make a rocket car that can, it's not a, it's not a spaceship. It's a car with a rocket attached to it that, that can, can blast into space. Yeah. Every, yeah. every time. And they're wearing like antique uh, astronaut suits. Well, they're like diving they're suits. They're wearing diving belts. But those yeah, would have a hose yeah. coming out of the helmet because the air you would get was from... It's basically a long-ass yes. snorkel. That's what that was, but I don't know. Mike, 
you know, when they, just spoilers again, but when they get to space, and the whole thing is they have to interact with the satellite or whatever, Mike, when they open the doors to wave at the people who are going to save them at the end and they get out into space, I was just screaming, no, don't, like, don't, you're wearing the flips, right. don't go outside, well, you're going yeah. to die. You're going to decompress. Yeah. And obviously there's no stakes, like, none, like, no one can ever die in these movies, but there's a very high percentage chance that they should have died from what they did. Like you can't just go to space in a car and not expect to die. (laughs) But they're part of the family. What if they just say, and they, they crash through a satellite and they're, they're, you know, their rocket car is not damaged at all to the point where they, you know, are not sucked out into the vacuum of space immediately. Yeah. They go to the international space station and get saved. But like if, if all you need to do is destroy the satellite, just call the government and say, shoot that satellite yeah or <laughs> right. turn it off isn't that right? what we have space force for yeah like they didn't need to hack it it just we just needed to drive a car through it <laughs> the analog way of shutting it down down so fast push a button make the tail drag burn the rubber putting 220 on the dash i got loyalty respect i don't gotta brag leave you in my rear view i'm moving too fast they needed to go to space i mean we were on f9 so i figured we would at least get 10 11 12 print screen screen lock and then maybe space <laughs> then maybe right. f space there's a whole keyboard well, to get through before we go right. there. But and I think, uh, you nine. know, them going to space might be the official, like, jumping Jump the, shark the shark moment. If yeah, they haven't had it one might yet. be. It might be. Well, it's yeah. a new, again, we've talked about how there are layers to what are Fast and Furious. There's, there's whatever's in the beginning, whatever when they're in on it. And now this part, I think this is the jumping of the ship or jumping of the shark of this. Also, I'll just say out flat. I, I want to know your guys' opinion. I did not like this movie. I think it's my mm. least favorite Fast and the Furious now. Mm. Interesting. I think there's worse ones. It's not the best one, but I still, I think it's about on the level of eight and, um, you know, some of the later ones, I would say. Without going fully into my final thoughts, you know, it's the funniest movie I've seen all year. <laughs> in theaters. <You> know, <laughs> in theater, yeah. I mean, is it supposed to be? I don't know. Is it a little too self-aware? I agree this could be the jumping the shark moment. Um, yeah. But given the reputation and the memeness of these movies, like this played into it as you would expect, I would say. So, yeah, I think from what I've heard, I've not seen, you know, four through eight. So this one is definitely the most self-aware and like we said, poking fun at itself, like winking to the camera almost. So, yeah, I don't know where you go from there. Well, Um, this one I had fun because it's like, yes, the meme is real. Also. I've been trapped inside. Like, if this came out pre-pandemic, out, maybe, out. <laughs> maybe I would have hated it. Right. If this was a pre-pandemic movie. Right. But I always like seeing these. That. Um, I think, you know, first of all, um, you know, supposedly they are sort of wrapping up. You know, they said Fast 10 will be the last one. But then they're also saying, like, that could be split into a part one and part two. 10 and 11, maybe. Yeah. So, maybe there'll be actually two more. But... Um, Jeez. So, but I, what I like about this one is they are doing some new things with adding John Cena in and, um, you know, with the flashbacks and stuff like, so they are trying some new stuff, which I have to respect. So I definitely enjoyed it. Well, here's what, here's where one thing I want to bring up too. Now we're talking about John Cena, you know, he gets betrayed yes. by Charlize Theron, which let me mention Charlize. She's also in three scenes that all take place in the same room. 
right? Oh, sure. And yeah. she came in for a day she, to shoot that. She stuff. was my favorite, probably thing as far as a performance was yeah. her. Like when they're doing the Star Wars back and forth. Oh, I'm Yoda because I'm wise. No, <laughs> you're a puppet with a well, hand up your ass. Let me, okay. I love that. <laughs> yeah, let it's me talk so about that good. for one second. So, I did not. You know, that's a very extended Star Wars talk that they have. But I had to the say. Payoff, Maybe it's just I like seeing Charlize talk about Star Wars. It's very specific. <laughs> the payoff was very funny. And that was one moment in our theater, Colin and me, where yes. the entire audience was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Which yes. is like, no, Multiple you're a puppet. Multiple times, man. Yeah. Got him. So, in yeah. the reversal of that, I that got me a little bit. So, I did like that for sure. And, you know, I, I'm a huge Charlize Theron fan. Like, I think she's an amazing actress. Yeah. And, you know, she's beautiful, obviously. But... The Fast and the Furious creators are have like an obsession with giving her the worst hairstyle yes. possible. In the, in the, I think, yeah, I think it's a bet. I think someone's <laughs> yes, like, I dare you to give her a haircut that makes her look bad. Yeah, and, and you can't do it because okay. So in the last one, she <laughs> had dreadlocks as a white person, which is never a good look. And then no. in this one, she has like a weird bowl cut. Uh, and yet she's still beautiful because she's Charlie's throne. So in Fury, in Fury Road, they just cut it all off, and it's like, yeah, what, what can you do? You keep still. There's no great. way to make Gorgeous. her unattractive, really. But yeah, they're, um, they're still trying to find the haircut. If you can find <laughs> it, let us know. You'll win a million dollars. That's what the bounty is currently. Yeah, but she's great. She came in for one day to be a super villain, you know, in a Hannibal Lecter style uh, cell, like I mentioned. Uh, uh, yeah. What can you say? But she was great in it for those couple scenes. Yeah. 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 Do you guys have any predictions? Is she set up to be the bad guy for 1011? In my heart, I kind of think Mr. Nobody is going to be revealed to be nefarious mm. in some sort of way. We get a stinger with um, Shaw at the end. We get yes. a post cred with Jason Statham. So. Right. Well, she's she is the biggest big bad that they haven't like turned good because the Shaw family right. is now kind of good. Like Owen Shaw was a big bad, uh, and he even killed Giselle, I think, or he was yes. he was uh, responsible for Giselle dying. But he's good now on you know just based on his brother being good. Uh, so the Shaws can't be villains. So they have Cipher and they have. You know, pretty much no one else right now. So yeah, Mister Nobody could do a heel turn as as a bad guy, which would be interesting. I mean, and she escapes. You know, they had her captured at the beginning. By the end, she does escape. I did wish she was actually in the airplane though. When when Dom flips a semi truck into an airplane to destroy yeah. it, um, right? Mike. Tactically flips the semi, and then we see that she was, was drone piloting it the whole time. She was drone piloting, which makes sense because she's like, I'll hack self-driving cars Again, but I was audience like, cheered you could see it a mile away but our audience was like that's the coolest fucking thing we've ever seen well there's so many there's yeah. so many fake death fake outs in this movie where it's like oh no one can die yeah. that's what i think <laughs> that's right. the german guy right yeah he was in a semi that flipped into an airplane but Turns did we out. see a body no yeah. that was he, he escaped too just like han did just like you know no one dies so i think Maybe yeah cypher does come back in the next one i think and We'll have and some they will go where, Jacob? They will go to the moon this time? You want to see them drive the old-timey moon lander? You want to see them drive on Mars, Mike? Mars yeah. rover. <laughs> Let's go. I just think it's so funny that, like, you know, these billionaires like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos have been spending so much money to get a safe vehicle into space and that the Tokyo Drift guys were the first ones to do it, right? Well, I don't know if it was a safe vehicle, you know, <laughs> but they, they got it up there. Yeah. Uh, um. I, prediction wise, I don't know. It's going to be um, 
F10. I'm hoping, and this is oh, what I've been saying. Name prediction too, Mike. <laughs> well, Jacob said he had a good one, so I want him to go first. Oh, but yes, before that, yes. I'll say a, a plot point. All right, so we we have a moment in this. We could go forever, but Dominic Toretto confronts Jacob in Europe, and then Jacob's like, "Hey, guess what? You know, my German friend. This is an embassy. You're under arrest from Interpol." <laughs> and I'm like. Oh my God, like this is an interesting plot point because I'm thinking like we got to get Dom out of jail. This is going to be like a whole sequence, right? A jailbreak. I love it. In the middle of the film, we need a little action. Let's get a jailbreak. As soon as he's in the police van, it's me, Cardi B. Hey, Dom, long time no see. (laughs) Every one of these police officers is actually my lady crew and we're just going to let you go. And we should say that she's not not from a prior movie. This is the first time she's been in the franchise. And so it, she's no, just someone that Dom they knows. They take off their hoods. It's revealed to be Cardi B and her lady crew. <laughs> You're like, what? And they yeah. all work for Interpol. Did he call her ahead of time and be like, they're going to try to arrest me, Cardi? But yeah, like, it makes no sense. But There Cardi. was a behind-the-scenes featurette, and it said, welcome Cardi B to the family, Fast and the Furious. And I'm like, <laughs> she's in the if family. this is all it takes <laughs> to join the Fast family, yeah. like... There's so many house parties that I've been Load to. I'm up, probably man. in so many people's family that <laughs> right. I have no idea that I'm related Mike, to them. Did you now. hear yeah. Mike joined a crew? He's the face. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I was at a house party yeah. one day, and now I'm part of their family. <laughs> I'll right. say this about the Cardi B scene, though. I liked it because it's she wasn't a previous character, but she's just someone from Dom's past. So it kind of shows that, like, oh, Dom probably just knows a ton of, like, criminals and, and different people that he can ask for favors. Everywhere. And the other thing right. is, um, the, like, big celebrity cameo is kind of a staple of the later movies where you've had, mm. um, at one point, they just race Iggy Azalea uh, for, for no That's reason. Right. It's just Iggy Azalea's in the other oh, car. Wow. Uh, and then, um, you know, there's one where they, where they had to fight Ronda Rousey. Like, yes. I think, uh, oh, that's Michelle right. Rodriguez, She's like, this fights yeah. her. So, yeah. So they just throw in Gina these, Carano. These, Gina Carano. Yeah. Um, and Hobbs and Shaw, like Kevin Hart just appears out of nowhere. Well, right. He, the rock was in the movie. It's in the contract. Yes, the rock exactly. is there. Kevin right. Hart will not be far behind. Um, they said in the feature that like Cardi was like, yeah. So Vin Diesel hit me up. He's like, do you want to be in Fast and the Furious? And I said, sure, why not? And it's like literally, it's like Helen Mirren. Reject that. Write a scene. Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. Put her in a scene. Right. Let's why just not? Do it. Why not? So bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So I want I want the Cardi B spinoff film where we learn how her and Dom met and uh, that whole origin. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> yeah, we'll just get a whole movie of her and her lady crew doing things. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it makes no sense, but. Uh, It'll be called F All Tens. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for, you know, Fast 10, if, you know, if they don't name it this, it would be, you know, a missed opportunity. I think they should call it Fast 10, Your Seatbelts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Hey, come on. Hey, you oh motherfucker. It's got to be. It's got to be. Fast 10, Fast Your Seatbelts. Ten, your seat crew. <laughs> Fast Prepare to fast ten your seat, <laughs> your seat belts. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Oh, I love it. You can't. You can't beat that. I know. I thought you I was can't. so clever with the lady crew fast all tens, but no, no, no. Fast I'll, I'll do another belts. question then. While we're on that, it ha- we have opened up to a universe called Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. We are allowed to do presents. Yeah. Will we get a presents Tej and Roman? Will we get a, yeah. you know, the Toretto brothers? I Here's think, what I'm, yeah. 
I'm thinking everyone needs a show. Is there a, a young Toretto show of Jacob and Dom and their dad? Right? I Is liked that-, that guy who played Dom so much, Mike. I would fucking watch yeah. him in a TV show or a prequel movie. Get lower budget. It's about sure. the cars, but more importantly, young it's about Toretto. the characters, the family. Yeah, young Toretto. You got Michael Rooker um, as the uh, buddy. Yeah, the Michael friend. Rooker was in this. <laughs> Michael yeah. Rooker yeah. was in this movie. He hands him a Corona and the smile <laughs> on my face. I was like, God, we're fucking home. We're back. Right. But also in that scene, I was the he only hands- one who clapped <laughs> in my theater when I saw that. Too. He no opens else. the Corona, hands it to Dom. Dom never drinks it, and they no. finish their talk, and he puts it down and leaves yes. without taking a drink of it. I was almost like, ooh, is Dom sober now? <laughs> I was insulted. <laughs> very interesting. Um, you just can't tell, buddy. Uh, yeah. Feels for bad. Spin-offs, I'm sorry, I, buddy. I, I think it's, at some point, it's diminishing returns. Like, you know, yes. is, is there really an audience for it? But I I'll think it'll definitely be a Hobbs and Shaw, too. That's, that's out. The audience, I, too. Yeah. My bottom out of all of these, Hobbs and Shaw. F9 is now underneath it. I think Hobbs and Shaw is the worst. I don't want them doing any of that. Do you guys think The Rock will ever come back to the main series? Will we get a goodbye to Hobbs Mm. in 10 or 11? Possibly. Um, You know, there's onset stuff, man. There's bad. Vin will allow it, Mike. The Rock is taller. The Rock is more buffer. The Rock is more popular, and he's more balder. Vin <laughs> cannot allow this. Right. Of course, they Vin so will not allow it. Um, but we have to get, the, we have to have a scene with The Rock and John Cena together, right? I mean, come on. That's yes. called WrestleMania 20. <laughs> yes. Like, how do you have two what if, former wrestlers? Mike. What if their dad is revealed as Vince McMahon, <laughs> you know, or, or their grandfather? Right. Yeah, yeah. What if in the next one he's like, I'm back? If that's the case, then someone's dad also needs to be the Undertaker. Well, they had Roman yes. Reigns and Hobbs and Shaw, too, as Hobbs' yes. cousins. Yes. yes. Very yeah. true. Very right. true. Um, Supposed to be Jason Momoa, but he was filming Aquaman. And get the Usos just working on a car. You know they're Anybody just going to be in the background. The they'll just be in a jail cell. You're like, was, this, was that the Usos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just do, yeah. Tie it in more with WWE. Give me Sasha Banks. Yeah. Put yeah, in some really Lucha. I want to see some, I want to see people in full masks in the background of some of these scenes. I would be Yo, fine with that. Ray Mysterio just pulls Seriously. Up. He could be a rival driver. <laughs> and if they never explained it, I'd be like, this is amazing. <laughs> his license plate says 619 as he pulls away <laughs> but you know what fast and I, the furious I, that's what i want the you <laughs> yeah. know what franchise i i think it's most similar to now that i'm thinking about it is the expendables right where they yes. just have random yeah. cameos come in like oh bruce willis is going to be in the scene sure um who else you know who's another aging action star we can get that's what these movies are now where they're yes. like you know, we'll just get all these huge names and just throw them into this movie together. You know what I was going to say, Jacob? It's the original Star Trek movie franchise because it's stars that you have to pay all the due. You know, everybody's a fan. But it's also the unique thing of this, the Wrath of Khan to the death of Spock to the sequel movie Search of Spock mm-hmm. is this is the search for Spock to Tokyo Drift. This is, it's like, right, what right, happened right. to Han? We got to answer that. Fans got to know. And you're like, do we? You couldn't just make another movie? They're like, no, there's all this other stuff we got to pay off. But I, I like yeah. yours better. It is the Expendables too. He's sly, yeah. I told yeah, you. Yeah. He's sliced alone. Yeah. And there's, and there's overarching plots where it's like, 
and Mike, you don't even know all this, but like Letty lost her memory at one point. She had amnesia, (laughs) and she was a villain. So that took like a couple movies to resolve. And And wasn't she dead too? Um, yes, she, well, she wasn't dead, but she faked the death. Yes. And yeah, she died and, and and turned up as a villain, and they didn't know why. It turns out she had amnesia, and then Dom started being a bad guy in the last one because yes. Cipher was Cypher. controlling him. Yeah. So I would do whatever she told me to do. Yeah, yeah easily. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame him. You didn't him. have to kidnap uh, my, my, my son or anything. I'd, I'd no. do it for free. <laughs> whatever, Charlize. Yeah, yeah. Um, Say Star Wars one more time. Yeah. So, but where do they go from here? That's a good question because I assume John Cena will be in the next awesome. one and it'll be like him, his redemption arc of joining the family, becoming a good guy, I guess. I thought he was going to sit in the empty chair because I wasn't like, they're not going to bring Brian or the car. I thought John Cena was going to show up and he was going to be like, you know, and then Dom would. He's got the six pack of corn in his hands. Nobody says anything. He pulls the chair out. Baby Brian says grace. Mike, I would have started crying in the theater. (laughs) It's framed so that you see the chair and that they're all sitting there saying grace. And then into the frame swings a hand with a six pack. But we're not sure whose hand it is yet. Ah. Then we cut to and Dolly back to reveal Cena with the six pack. And he holds one out to Dom. Well, it's interesting. And, you know, it's, it's, it's too bad that we can't, you know, obviously Paul Walker can't be in it because yeah. Brian was yeah. kind of the surrogate brother that, you know, Dom needed because because he, his real brother uh, was estranged for, for reasons, you know. <sighs> Fuck. In that way, it really makes, it makes Fast and Furious 1 feel better for yes. why he befriended Brian. Because he needed a brother. reminded him of Jacob. Yeah. Yes. A little brother. My God. They've done it. Yeah. And if I can just talk about Jacob Toretto for two seconds. Um, It's very funny to have this character where you have Dominic Toretto, a super Italian sounding name. And then you have his brother, Jacob Toretto. Uh, And they say the name Jacob so many times in this movie that it was so funny Mm -hmm. to me because obviously that's my name. And uh, mm-hmm. it's not like an unpopular name or anything, but every time they're like, "Oh, and that's Jacob's plan." You don't, you're not, you don't know what Jacob's capable of. Every time it's like disorienting to me. Jacob. <laughs> yeah. And I never got used There's to the Jacob. name Jacob Toretto being. No. <laughs> now right. let's. Yeah, let's they, they, I was just gonna say, Mike. Our favorite line when we walked out of it was because if you think about it, you've got um, Mia is Brazilian in real life. You've got mm-hmm. whatever Venice. <laughs> he's, he's what I would literally describe as a mutt. I, I don't know if that's like um, okay for me to say. But I got to. It's on his character sheet. I just don't have it in front of me. <laughs> it might say that. And then you've got yeah. a very, very white John Cena. <laughs> Cypher says, oh, that damn yes. mixed up Toretto bloodline. <laughs> and you're right. like, well, you can't <laughs> call that out. And we don't right. know the mother situation. We never hear about uh, Dom's mother or anything, right? We got to at least one more movie. Come on. That's right. Jack Toretto is from that Mayans AC. He is a Latino actor, you know, mostly known mm-hmm. for motorcycle shows. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. And then we so also we'll know we'll from uh, next time. previous movies that Vin, that Dom also has family that lives in Cuba because yes. eight starts with him in Cuba visiting his cousin. So yes. his cousin is Cuban. Who knows? But only drag race is a shitty old truck, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the okay. best That's bike. It's he, the he best. ends the race and it's literally on fire. Uh, it's, it's great. So then he drinks a Coke and faces it towards <laughs> the audience again. Maybe he is sober. <laughs> 
Wow, since Fast 9. He does put it down. Wow. He's got to drink some O'Doul's instead of Corona in the next one. Yeah, hey, I don't remember I'm if he drinks Corona at the end. I, I don't think we see because there's instead that insane scene where... They show a big shot of them creating the, a sunburst of Corona right, bottles yeah. in a cooler well, shot they always, from the top They always down. show the cooler shot, but we, I'm just we happy get the, it is Corona because in a previous movie, yes. they did have... They were like drinking Bud Light for a movie and it's like... No, come on. You can't, you're not I thought it was Stella or Yeager's something. Drink. Yeah, and it's like, get that out of here. Yeah. Get that out of here. But we've gotten yeah. this. There's, There's been this subtext to the film of Little Brian. Little Brian says the most insightful things you could ever imagine. Because he's almost like a little Dom Toretto. This is where Grandpa raced. This is where I learned everything. You know, we, we get a lot of that stuff. Did you teacher says God's in our heart? Did you know I'm there too? (laughs) But we get this scene with Michelle Rodriguez where she says, you know, your mommy, she's up in heaven looking down at you. Right. And Dom comes in and he has the goofiest looking smile you've ever seen. He looks like he's about to cry. And Michelle Rodriguez says, little Brian, I think your daddy wants to ask you something. And at this moment, I almost grabbed Jacob's arm because in my mind, I'm thinking, what the fuck is about to happen? I have no idea what he's about to ask this kid. And he gets teary and says, little Brian, would you like to say grace today? Now, that kid is probably like (laughs) three or four years old. If my dad had said, we're eating a big family dinner, you have to talk in front of everyone and say something really nice and special. I would have lost my mind. (laughs) <laughs> yeah what, what's oh, grace man. dad i don't know it you just say what's in your heart <laughs> i like turtles yeah. <laughs> i also thought uh <laughs> this movie was the most Amen. overtly religious one or it was mi- very from religious. what i remember they've always been about family and you know he's always had the giant crucifix chain but it's like all these mentions of god and everything it's like i didn't know you were so God's like religious <laughs> Yeah. You literally went to space with yes. science. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's the conversation between Roman and Tej of, hey, man, you believe in numbers. Because we got an earlier scene where Ludacris, when they're driving into the minefield, Dom gets on the radio and goes, Luda, Tej, tell me the numbers of the speed that I'd have to drive for the. He goes, oh, hold on, man. The numbers. It's like you'd have to do the velocity of the upside down, and you know the exponent means this. And I'm losing my mind at this moment because fuck you, Luke. You're supposed to believe this. He's up in the spacecraft with Roman uh, Tyrese, and he's doing all these things. But if we hit it because of the velocity and all this, and Roman goes, hey, man, you just gotta have faith. You just gotta believe. He goes, okay, man, and they both say amen, and they crash into the satellite, Jacob. And you don't think this is the most religious movie ever made? Yeah. It was just like Bonnie and Clyde. And we also see in the flashbacks that every- Thelma and Louise. Yeah. yeah. Every Toretto son's got to have his own crucifix uh, necklace. necklace. (laughs) Uh, Amazing stuff. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, who knows where they're going to go after this one, but- it was it was a movie that I saw in the theaters. That's right. That's, and we that's haven't for even talked about very much. Could say that. Yeah. I again. But he doesn't do much. Really. I was he just do much. so let down, Mike. He doesn't do anything. This idea of yeah, well, I was bummed. You know, Mister Nobody, this guy who would have had no association with him based on this timeline of events, said, "Hey, Han, you got to be, 
you know, the guy who does my operations in Tokyo, one goes wrong and he ends up babysitting a little girl for the rest of her life. And all you're right. sitting there thinking is like, okay, there's a new female character. I guess Roman's going to have sex with this 20-year-old <laughs> Japanese girl in the next movie. And it's going to make me really right. uncomfortable. Well, and, and it's like, um, also, I just want to say that like Han, uh, them killing Han or faking his death and he doesn't, you know, he can't say goodbye to anyone. It really changes Tokyo Drift too, because like he's developing yes. a relationship with, you know, Lucas Black and then all of a sudden he dies. It's like a huge moment in Tokyo Drift, but then we know he was actually just alive the whole time, but he just yes. couldn't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. And as far as things of significance for this movie, he, he shows up says, hey, I'm alive, and then explains how that is, and then kind of drives a car. Yeah. He eats some food, like, you know. That's all he does. That's what he does. And, like, he has the girl with him, but really, he's like, hey, I'm alive. Like, oh, okay, let's tell me about that. Oh, that's that's interesting. And then, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's, I was glad that, that he did get a scene with the Tokyo Drift Boys at the end, because yes. I was going to be mad if they were both in the same movie, and they didn't even have a scene together. Um, yeah. I mean, he was kind of like his mentor in Tokyo Drift. So we see them, yeah. you know, reconnect. So that's nice. But again, yeah. why are they even, why are they doing the rocket stuff in this movie? What, when did uh, they become I'll be honest with scientists? you. Fast and the Furious presents Tokyo Drift 2. <laughs> I would be into that. Just make it a period piece Maybe. so that they're all using that era cars with like flip phones and stuff. That would be hilarious. Well, the thing is... It came out in like 2006 or something, but then they retconned it so that it happened in right. 2013, but everybody still has flip phones from 2006 <laughs> right. in Tokyo in 2013. It's yeah. a poor district, Mike. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah, you got Bow Wow. These shoes didn't even come out yet. Like, actually, they came out five <laughs> yes, years ago. Actually, they're very bad. Those are old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious if you try to think about the timeline too much. Um and the way they so explain, do they don't even explain how they faked his death. It's just like, oh, Mr. Nobody did some magic. Mr. Okay. Nobody did one of his magic tricks. And then Mr. Nobody says abracadabra when they see that it worked. And you're like, right. Yeah, but I guess I've been waiting this long to know how he survived. So if you could right. really spell it out for me. It's not even like like he's standing in the same room with him. He's like, "Wow, yeah. that was a nice trick." But it's like while the car is burning on the street. So like, was there a, a dummy? Yeah. Was there a clone? You couldn't even body show like a tunnel, him? like Samuel L. Jackson in the Avengers, like he tunneled yeah. underground. <laughs> no, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Teleport tech. These movies aren't supposed no. to make any sense, but we did uh, our best to make yeah. sense of it. Why'd you have to kill him right? You know right in the middle of the plot of Tokyo Drift, like you kind of ruin things for Lewis Black a little bit. Lewis Black, um, it's very fast. Lewis Black has had things ruined for him many years prior <laughs> to this. I want to see Lewis Black <laughs> in this franchise. <laughs> Why not? Might be yeah, they got to go to yeah. New York. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crazy movie. Fast saga. I think we've kind of, uh, we've, we reached the end of the race here. How about we uh, is there to go say? ahead and we'll talk our final thoughts. Yeah. Yes, of Fast 9, the Fast Saga, the fastest one so far, fastest gun in the West, right after this. Set the time for the battleground. Got it, issues will hunt you down. Trolls around the hole, don't breathe, you're not safe underground. Political landscape shape has been polarized. Now it's time to rebuild the zeal. Everybody breathe, get mobilized. We're back. We race to the finish line. And I'm just laughing to myself because, Mike, you used your Nas too early. <laughs> and I'm oh, zooming man. to the finish line here. I'm glad to know that the only thing you need to do to win an illegal street race is just press your Nas 
slightly later than right. the other person. Well, that's what I always thought was funny about like the first movie. And that's why I like Tokyo Drift better is that all, all the first movie is, is like when you press your NOS and how much NOS you have, like and they mm-hmm. say like, Oh, the car doesn't make the driver, but it kind of does. <laughs> it Let's absolutely NOS does. makes the driver really. That's yeah. The, I mean, we wouldn't even have the drink without the fast and the furious. So thank you. <laughs> that's right. Um, Here's speaking of hitting the Nas too early, we're saying this is jumping the shark. Did the franchise hit the Nas too early on this one? And I want to ask about box office here. Uh, great. I mean, pandemic, you know, numbers for the U.S. Number one weekend, 70 million domestic. But overseas, I mean, how are we looking? It's not seeming too great, right? It's, and this um, is going to be the lowest uh, opening ever since Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Because really? again, they've just quadrupled and quadrupled and quadrupled. But like you said, Mike, it's a good, solid opening for Pandemic. And isn't yeah, it also like the so biggest opening of the year so far? Because yeah, it's also it's the widest release of the year, I think. Yeah, totally. people are vaccinated, starting to feel more comfortable. Um, capacity and it wasn't released are going on away. any streaming or anything at the same no. time. So it's no, only no, no. in the You theaters. don't have an option. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is... Obviously, the numbers are skewed. This was supposed to come out in 2020 and got pushed back. You know, now we have it. Good numbers comparatively compared to, you know, things like Godzilla versus Kong, which did have VOD and, you know, same day. Um, Not performing well overseas, as good as the other movies, whether that's related to John Cena saying that Taiwan is a country. How dare he? Um, Not performing as well in China. Um, But regardless, yeah, this is, as Colin said, the lowest so far except for Tokyo Drift, which was the lowest grossing of any of them. So it is very related to Tokyo Drift, even (laughs) behind the scenes. If it Um, had come out in a normal time, do you guys think it would have gotten a billion dollars? That's the question. I feel like if this came out in a normal time and I had not been trapped indoors and not gone to a movie in such a long time, I probably would have liked it less. I probably would have wanted to nitpick it more that I ended up doing, right? And as I said, I guess this is kind of my general final thoughts. It has a very strong opening act where it is very over the top and ridiculous. There's things like setup and payoff and, you know, the whole mind sequence, the minefield is an exciting, it's better than um, Crystal Skull's, you know, chase scene through a jungle, right? It's excellent. And then the final Galaxy Quest. No, no, Galaxy Quest is probably the best Star Trek movie. Um, And then... The final action scene with magnets, that's not how they work, but is it exciting? Yeah, you know, you get the new Supra, you get some cool cars. The, it's, it's interesting stuff that I've never seen before, right? It's very Mad Max when they're fighting on top of the vans, you know. Very well executed. The middle, maybe too many characters, gets a little boring, even though I like seeing Han and stuff. It's like the, the middle feels very dead. Um, so while I enjoyed those segments, yeah, you know, hindsight little bit dragged out and i certainly think i would have liked it less in a normal time interesting i did now i think um you know i say it's better than fate of the furious which was the last last you know fast eight fate of the furious it's of these later ones i would say it's it's i would put it up higher than some of these other later ones but you know it is kind of jumping the shark a bit i don't you know the thing is with these movies to enjoy them, you can't think about them too hard. You can't take them too seriously. You just have to, they're just kind of mindless popcorn movies that you just go in and you can immediately kind of forget the plot of, but it doesn't matter. You just want to see them drive some cars and do some crazy stuff. 
So in that regard, I think it was successful. And I also like the um, flashbacks tying everything together. I thought that was kind of, it made it feel more of a cohesive film rather than just a bunch of, you know, action set pieces happening uh, while those set pieces were good. So overall, I'll say better than average for the later period uh, Fast and the Furious movies for me. Wow. Gotcha. Okay, Colin. Just you're, the, you're I the mean, kind of the lowest on it. Complete <laughs> opposite end of the spectrum here, buddy. I am so sorry to say this, Jacob. I like eight because it's the one that introduces the chemistry of Hobbs and Shaw, quote unquote. You get the great stuff with Dwayne Johnson in jail. You get um, the breakout where uh, Deckard's doing the entire plane, rescuing the baby stuff. And it's the shakeup. Look, a lot of people don't like it. We talked about it. It's the Transformers last night of Optimus is the bad guy now. They do that with Vin mm-hmm. Diesel. He's the bad guy right. to the crew now. You're Turn like, okay, how far can that go? It only sounds good on paper. But to me, that's a change. That has a story that they follow through. I like that. Right. I, I like that they follow but, that. But they also do that right after they did Letty was the bad guy for a bit. So it's yes. just the s- same Very thing. true. <laughs> yeah. Amnesia, I just write off because I just don't like amnesia as any right, kind of right. plot point. So I just that is just out of bounds for me. I don't even think about those. Mm-hmm. But when we're having this little banter where we're going, you know, wow, what's the next one going to be? It would be so cool if John Cena came back. Honestly, if John Cena didn't come back in the next one, I might never watch this one again, you know, in in the play out of them all. Because it's mm. the least important of anything. Like I said, it answers two questions. What was that thing in Dom's past? We didn't really need an answer for it because we didn't even know Jacob existed. And what happened to Han? And outside that, we have no idea what John Cena's motivation was. And the next movie would have to be all the retconning of, you don't understand. The pressure was put on for me from a different government agency because I had to attack Mr. Nobody because X, Y, and Z. You know, that's it's all just going to be based around that. And that right. makes me nervous. I, I don't want that injected in my franchise where I'm like, isn't the plane landing? I thought the landing gear was out. I thought we were bringing this down to just a well, nice, easy landing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you got a point there. I think what they what they have to do is have Mr. Nobody be the mastermind behind everything. You would have to. And it's the same thing with, you know, James Bond. Spectre did it where it's like, I've been yes. the mastermind the whole Architect time, Mr. Of Bond. all your pain, Mr. Bond. Yeah. Now, Jacob, a very interesting thing. Right before Paul Walker died, in the next movie, they were going to reveal Mr. Nobody is his dad. They're not going in that wow. direction at all anymore. Right. You know, and we're never, oh, let me say this, we're never going to see Clint Eastwood's son again, you know, who Scott was the, 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 like, the replacement, yeah. Brian. No, 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 that's never going to work. Get that out of here. Now, on Netflix, the um, Fast and Furious Turbocharged, Supercharged, whatever children's TV show they have, where Dom is, uh, uh, Vin Diesel, is very hands-on in that he has a credited voice, you know, for every episode where you're like, Oh, I haven't heard of that. Really? It follows a teen squad who is put together by Miss Nowhere. So again, you're like, sure. Like, what is the overarching (laughs) universe of the Fast and Furious franchise with these shadowy organizations? I would like some wrap up to that. I don't think you need to incorporate Odeon, who's in the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff with the robot people. 
Like, if we're talking jump the right. shark moments, that's what it is. Like that, I just I think that. Ruined and there's the all whole mystery in Hobbs and Shaw. There's like the disembodied voice yes. of like, who is I, that? What's going Jacob, on there? I hope that's Mister Nobody, and I hope they're all tied together. Because again, otherwise I'm gonna be like, okay, so there's like this is the twentieth secret hidden robot world leader who's had the right. plan of being an ultimate hacker ultimately, and we've still got Cipher to deal with. There's a yeah. lot of balls still in the so air for French. Where they're like, yeah, this thing's about to end. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, I've calculated in my brain. My name is Ludicrous. Hello. Um, 40 miles back. per hour, uh, 20 miles get per back. hour. <laughs> you don't know me like that. Um, so here's, here's, how you, here's how you refresh this whole franchise. And you tie it in with the Jurassic World franchise. Yes. The dinosaurs got to get out somehow. What does Cypher do? Cypher hack good, right? So the dinosaurs have always existed. They just haven't been in the mainland, but they are going to be in Dominion, at which point they're just out in the freeways and the roads and the car parks all around America (laughs) and Cypher's behind it. Working with all those terrorists. You know, if this universe has always been the same that Jurassic World exists in, so the events of Jurassic World and Jurassic 2 happened in the same world. And Jurassic Park. (laughs) <laughs> and mm-hmm. Park, yeah, of yeah. Dom so, just doesn't care about dinosaurs. No, he he's never movies. mentioned it. It's been back there. <laughs> yeah. And so so then, like so yeah, they turn Cypher into when they the sit dinosaurs. in the ground and you put them in your car. Yeah. Cypher, re- Cypher releases the dinosaurs, and then you have who do you have to call? A dinosaur expert, Chris motherfucking Pratt, yes. to join the yes. squad, join the yes. family. And we got to drive him over. A Chris Pratt in the family. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And, you know, Tyrese brings blue. his friend Optimus Prime. We are tying them all Kate together. Yeager. Now, we're, we're solving this. I agree that is to solve <laughs> all that ridiculousness out. Let me pitch this to you guys because I think I just solved it. That's okay. number 10. Okay. This was number nine. Ten, I agree with you guys, needs to be. We finally learn what the shadowy organization is, who the ultimate bad guy was, who six or seven people work for. I'm Cypher's sure there's going to be him. family connections. Cypher will be there, too. If all that happens in 10 and we really are wrapping this franchise up with one more, I say in 11, it needs to open with all of them in the diner from the first one laughing. And just some guy walks up in East Los Angeles and says, hey, I heard you're the best drag racer around here. I bet I can drag race you better. And we just go back to the first film's formula. What if number 11 was just, they just have to win a race? (laughs) Could this film franchise ever backtrack to that level? I don't think so. Tone it down. um, And I mean, the fact that they said like, oh, 10 is going to be the last one. It's going to be wrap up the whole fast saga, even if it's two parts. That kind of, at least they know that they're, they need to wrap things up. You can't up. do a two-parter that's called Fast 10. <laughs> guys, Sorry, guys, a two-part, I just work. imagine it's like, in the last scene, it's like, Finn goes, okay, and Voldemort did get the last Horcrux. <laughs> we'll see in the second yeah. part. It's like, right. what else could you do? <laughs> We've got to collect the seven Nas tanks. We, and, yeah. <laughs> there's just so we much story there. We, the we have to split it into two movies. <laughs> No, what you do yeah. is he he they drive through like a singularity, which Go teleports him to each era of each film. <laughs> right? That's yeah. what that's it is like. I mean, that's just the like Endgame. Endgame right? They refight every bad guy. John Ortiz <laughs> yeah. from the fifth one. He's fucking yeah. back. You thought he was just the nerd in Bumblebee? No, he's Drift the King's bad back. guy. Drift yep, King's yep. back. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, all of them. Oh, yeah. I, and, and I then, also it, forgot that we need to 
connect uh, John Cena's character from Bumblebee to being some yes. ancestor of the Toretto's, whether <laughs> he's look, an uncle this Toretto. This is very important to us. <laughs> well, no, that is Jake. Oh, no, that's the 80s. So that it's, can't be Jacob. Mike, yeah. that's Jacob the first, because he has <laughs> oh. Jack, who then has Dom and Jacob the second. <laughs> and they all well, if that's know the cars 80s, shit. Then Jack would already be an adult, because those flashbacks are 89. Yeah, he never talks about him, Mike, or Jacob, okay? <laughs> mm. His son is at home, drag race and he's like, I'm going to tell him about this talking car I saw earlier. It's going to be crazy. Wait, what if, what if, all right, what if it's um, Dom's dad, Jack, yes. has a brother who is John Cena and Bumblebee. And the yes. reason that he has to Jacob looks like him is because he slept with his girl That's exactly and it what wasn't it is. his kid. It was his brother's kid. You don't kid even know the John secret Cena. of our family, Dom. Hold on, I'm having another one of my dream <laughs> flashbacks. Is Hold that Bumblebee? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you have to I do it because it. you know fast and the furious it's about cars and transformers turn into cars <laughs> don't so you they understand dom, you're not wrong you need you're dom wrong. to pilot bumblebee at some point and it turns I, into a robot you know, again like, what uh, we made this prediction in transformers where i i think they should have incorporated like they do in the animated series that if Mark Wahlberg kept making movies, he would get a robot car suit that would also transform him. I think oh, in the next one, nice. Dom gets a robot suit that turns into a car 100%. I, I don't know how they couldn't do that. <laughs> sure. And he has to fight like an AI drone yes. robot that's made by Or Cypher. aliens, Mike. Fist at this point. Or aliens. We have the... Um, you know, the Fiero floats <laughs> to an alien civilization, and they're like scanning. Okay, yeah, and <laughs> the the evil company from Hobbs and Shaw that creates the super serum or whatever. They make a robot yes. suit for Dom easily. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and then the aliens are pissed off that we threw their space garbage, you know, out there in the origin Earth, and they invade. And then Dom's got to punch them and, and race them. And we get N-Oxide from Crash Team Racing who says, Dumb. all right, we'll only leave. It's a Space Jam situation. We'll only leave yes. you alone if you win in this race. <laughs> exactly. Dom, the Rainbow Road, the Matrix of Leadership. Optimus, is that you? <laughs> a- okay, what we need we our best team of, of car people. Who are we going to call? Probably Dom Toretto and his crew who have saved the world with cars many times. Sam I like We need our best... <laughs> We need our best car people, and Dom says, you said you need your best car people, but what you need is your best car people. <laughs> Optimus. <laughs> It'd be the only way to, to, tie, to you know, top everything we need done this. so far. We need this. That would, it would jump every shark so hard that every universe would reset back to a time where nothing is ironic anymore. That's I right. Think if so. you do that. Yeah. And then you're right. And then the next exactly. movie is just a... L.A. Race street racing movie. movie. Yeah. I'm proud yeah. of it. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's sin at the table. Dom is, the, the cross has been replaced with the Matrix of Leadership. He's wearing some sort of crown, too, to show that he's, like, like defeated, like, Cobra or the G.I. Joes by this point. And it's like, hey, old man, I heard you race good. <laughs> yeah. It's still the same backyard, but they're sitting around the table from the last night. That yes. giant round table. Right. I also always wanted to sword in triple X and have uh, Xander Cage just be like a now, long lost brother of Don Toretto. Jacob too. has pitched Another this one. since we watched the Xander movies. But if yes. in one of these movies he just went and you know Vin would love it because he would love to do a scene where it's like 
two Vins in one <laughs> scene. But if he was like, we can, we gotta get my brother, the extreme sports star, to do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Cypher cloned him when, when he was her life. friend. Yeah. So yeah. it's too perfect. But yeah, just have someone come into the diner from the first movie. I hear they make a good tuna sandwich here. No one likes the tuna here. Oh, shit. That's a reference to the first movie. As they come out of the black hole, (laughs) he parks in the parking lot, Dom, and goes into the diner, at which point he (laughs) hears, I'll have a tuna sandwich. (laughs) Credits. (laughs) And then it's revealed to be Riddick. A a guy with eyes that can (laughs) see in the dark. (laughs) Sorry, we just get everything. The the singularity race (laughs) leads into every universe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's how he ends up on Riddick. It's just Dom Toretto. Look, it why don't they be. pay us to write yeah. these movies? That's what I yes. don't understand. You get a discount, you get a better product, right? <laughs> Hit Absolutely. us up at normies underscore like. <laughs> pay us to write That's our Transformers, Triple X, Fast and the Furious, Jurassic Park, uh, oh, you know, tie-in. We'll make it. Look, what powers cars? Gasoline. What's gasoline and oil made out of dinosaurs? It's all right. There you there. go. Come That's on. Right. You, got the, you got the dinosaur transformers. You got di- real dinosaurs. Oh my it, all, God. it all makes sense. Yeah, I love it. We did it. We well, did it, Norm. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this ride through the Fast 9, the Fast Saga. Yes. We really did go through the Fast Saga, yes. past, present, and future. And thanks for sticking around if you made it uh, this far with us. Yeah, you were running like yeah. uh, Mike's movies, Sonic, Fast. We're, we're moving fast mm-hmm. here. Um, we right. appreciate you coming along. Even if we didn't like this movie, we're sure you did. Some of us did. It's still fucking fun to talk about, and we got a lot of great stuff to be talking about soon uh, on a bunch of new episodes. But if you do want to hit us up with suggestions, oh, I love – no, you, what you guys missed in F9 is, you know, God is in all our hearts. Hey, perfect. <laughs> Send us that hey. message. At preaching of the choir, at normies <laughs> underscore like <laughs> underscore us. If you want to tell us that our moms are also looking down from heaven. Mm-hmm. Thanks, normies. And uh, remember, yeah, thanks, normies. I'm always a quarter mile from your heart, family. Oh, Let's rock. And you'll always be. You're yeah. Thanks for being part of our family, normies. Appreciate it. Yeah. As always, this is your hosts, Colin Toretto, Mike Mike Toretto, it's Jacob Toretto, international the- super spy. Family. This has been the Toretto family. Catch you next time, Normies. Signing off. You can listen to any podcast you want, as long as it's Normies (laughs) like us. Yes. Bye. Bye. My name is Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. If you don't like, share, subscribe, or visit our YouTube, remember, I will kill you.